Hey everyone, welcome back to Facially Conscious with myself, Trina Renee, esthetician, Dr. Vicki Rappaport, dermatologist, Rebecca Gadbury, the cosmetic ingredient guru, and our fabulous, overly educated consumer, Julie Falls. We are gathered here together with you to talk about this crazy world of aesthetics. It's confusing out there in this big, wide world. That's why we're here to help explain it to you all, subject by subject. We will be your go-to girls, and from our perspective, without giving medical advice, we will keep things facially conscious. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Facially Conscious. How are you guys doing today? Hey. Good morning. Hello, hello everybody. Hi. So excited. We're so excited to be back with Mark Lees. And um, you guys heard him on our last episode. We were talking about derms and estes and how they work together, estheticians. Um, and today we get to talk to him about treating aging from a system perspective or an individual individual, yeah, yeah. Um, perspective. So how is everybody doing today? How are you, Mark? How's your little cute little doggy? I'm good. She's fine. She's been very quiet. She's been a good girl. Good girl. Her she's name is Halo. Talking. We thought that she was named after the Halo tr- procedure. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Laser. That you were really into skincare. <laughs> Oh. No, it's because she has a little halo on she her head. She has a little white puff on her oh, head. Yes. So sweet. sweet. We should put she's her on a, Instagram. She's a cavapoo. Oh, cavapoo. What's a Cavalier Spaniel oh. with poodle mix. That's oh, what she neat. is. Yes. I don't even know that first dog you mentioned. A Cavalier? Um, when she was little, she had these little brindle eyebrows that oh, were so cute. Oh, and now they've brindle. kind of turned, well, she's not very old. She's just, she's not even five yet, but she's, they've kind of turned white. Aw. So, uh, aging, 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 aging in animals. <laughs> in case we run out of topics, we'll talk about we'll how to treat to... your aging dog. Yeah. We've actually so. had more heat here than you probably have in Florida. It's been... I have one of my best friends is in West Hollywood. I was just talking to him this morning and he's just, and he just got back from London. Um, and he was, which was even more of a shock, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, he was saying how, yeah, it's been, I, I understand it's been really bad. We've and we've had, had an unusual hot summer here too, but ours has been very wet. Mm. Oh, uh, and fortunately, knock on wood, we <laughs> um, haven't had any hurricanes so far. Oh, so that we just that's get that's that's moving to Southern California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nothing, away. nothing really in the Gulf, and uh, so far, and and the peak is September fifteenth for hurricane season. Oh, yeah, so, might have missed it. I, it, it had... intrigues me though. I, I think if I hadn't been an esthetician, I might have been a meteorologist. <gasps> so interesting. <laughs> we had so a hurricane pass by us yesterday. Yeah, Hurricane K. Yeah, yeah. And it was right. raining all night. It was so fun. nice. There was we finally wind. got a break from the heat. Okay. Okay, so rain. let's tell everybody we are recording this on September 10th, 2022. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> because I know this is going to air. It may even air in January. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so the, we're aging recording will this matter then It as matters well. every time. Okay. Right. Every so day, well, every minute. We'll still stay consistent. What, if they care about aging in January oh, right. 2023, yes. we will. Let's <laughs> talk about aging. Mark, because aging does not create an equal. 
<laughs> it is not we don't all age the same. Yes. We all age quite differently. So, Dr. Mark, how did you come up with this t- concept of treating the individual symptoms as opposed to just a global approach? Well, I, 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 I divide aging, as many people do, as science does a lot of times, in intrinsic and extrinsic factors. And intrinsic aging, though, for my clients, I refer to as birthday aging. And uh, extrinsic aging, I generally refer to as sun, sun damage, although there are other environmental aging factors in there too. But I, so many people come to me and say, you know, I look, uh, I don't think I, you know, I have, a, I have some, you have some wrinkles and they bother me, but I don't think I look so bad for 55. And I'm thinking we could look so much better than this, you know, and they're blaming it. <laughs> Do you on, say that? Do you say that? Well, they're blaming it on the passing of the years, as opposed to the fact that they are also lifestyle. not practicing very hodgepodgey skincare and just lifestyle. so many mistakes and throwing things at the wall and see what will stick. And you know, and I'll, I, when I have I, all my clients when they come in the first time, I ask them to be to bring what they're using now at home. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, bring a little bag and some of them bring like a feed sack full of stuff. <laughs> and you know, and I'll like dump it out of the table. I say, okay, pick, 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 pick out what you've used <laughs> in the last week, you know, as to where we are with this, if there's any sort of system in here at all. And, and there's $300 creams in there and there's drugstore creams and there's Retin-A and there's, you know, all this other stuff. Retin-A is one of my favorite things to talk about because it, for Mine this particular too. subject, because they, you know, I'll say, oh, I see you've got tretinoin in here and I'll pick up the tube and I'll say, um, how, how, how often do you use it? Oh, I only use that when I have a zit. <laughs> Dr. Vicki, well, I mean, what really do you say using, to that? What do you say using to that? tretinoin as a drying agent, you know, <laughs> and I'll say, well, it doesn't, it doesn't work if you don't use it all the time. You know, if you want to learn how to use it, I know a lot about how to use this. I, I personally prefer alpha hydroxies to retinoids. That's just a personal thing with me. But uh, I, you know, it, none of it works if you don't do it all the time. And I, I preach to the clients and I preach to the estheticians that what you're doing to that face 24-7 is what really going to change it outside of a surgical or medical procedure. You know, uh, what you're doing to that entire face... 24-7, every day of the week, is going to make the biggest difference in the way your skin looks. And if you can go in for procedure, but if you don't treat your skin right, you'll have good results from that procedure. But, you know, the best facelifts, and Dr. Dr. Jo- Dr. Derek Jones is my plastic surgeon, is not the same Dr. Derek Jones that's in L.A. I know you have one out there, oh, too. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Dr. Jones here is a plastic surgeon, and he and I have been working together for years and years and years. And... Uh, he, he, he always says, you know, my, my best looking patients, my, my most natural looking patients are the ones who have been doing good skincare for a long time, even before they come in for their lift. That well, their because skin it is just makes it feel shape. so much faster. Absolutely. And better. and better and more even and more natural, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, but I try to get my big, one of my big things, and this is across the board, this isn't just with aging, is to look at skincare as a program as opposed to an ingredient or a product or one procedure. Um, You have to look at it, you know, uh, as, as a program. It's just like going to the gym. You can hire the best trainer in the world, 
But if you don't do anything between sessions, it's not going to work, you know, or if you, you know, you, you work out, you know, three or four days a week and do your thing and do your cardio and everything like that, but you still haven't given up Krispy Kreme and, you know, sausage (laughs) gravy, that's not going to work either. And smoking, right? (laughs) None of that's going to work either. So, uh, but to look at it as a program and to really approach it from every little different thing that we can do to contribute to protecting or improving that aging skin, whether it's birthday aging or environmental aging, most people have a combination of both. Mark, you look really good. Um, Thank you. And I'm not going to tell your age. I'm not going to tell mine. Um, (laughs) Living there, do you just Uh not go outside? Do you no, I wear. I, wear I go outside. I walk every day. Uh-huh. I Halo and I have a, a standing date for the park what every day. What time of the day? I usually go early in the morning, but but that's because it's cooler. Mm-hmm. And I'm not real fond of sun, just in general. It has nothing to do with me being a skincare specialist. It's, you it's wear just a big I'm not hat. real fond of sun. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like sun. I don't like heat. I don't like sand. And you live I in think Florida. the beach is <laughs> the beach is really good from a restaurant balcony at five o'clock with a glass of wine. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's how I go to the beach. <laughs> But I've never what I've never been one to um, you know really spend a lot of certainly not deliberately tanning except maybe maybe when I was in high school a bit mm-hmm. but not but I've never really and I've always had a job because I'm I'm very busy I'm a very busy person and I I like being busy and I'm bored and um, not good if I don't have projects going on so I do, really don't have a lot of time to go to the beach. So when like, you walk the, Halo. Big hat, glasses, sunscreen, covered Usually clothing. baseball cap um, and um, and sunscreen. Yes, definitely sunscreen. And I wear, I wear sunscreen all the time. To- I mean, what right SPF? What SPF? Uh, the general one I wear is a 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sometimes I wear, I have a liposomal screen that I wear if I'm going to be out all day or I'll wear like an anhydrous zinc oxide titanium kind of thing a waterproof if, yeah like if i'm going to be at uh disney where i don't sweat it off you know i have two questions um, do you wear long sleeves and what are your top three favorite sunscreens well that you mean outside of my own <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a big question my favorite sunscreen is my own sunscreen actually but cool. um i like um tizo or Taizo, whichever mm-hmm, you pronounce mm-hmm. it. I like their products. Um, uh, I I have this new one, and they just renamed it. It was for a long time. It was called Celazome, uh, and it's a liposomic sunscreen. That's with and a C. Celazome, yeah. Celazome, uh-huh. and it what it does is it sinks below the surface of the epidermis. So when you're sweating, your sweat is pouring on top of it instead of rinsing it off sort of thing. Mm. And the only disadvantage to this product is it makes you smell like sunscreen for about three days because your skin (laughs) has shed off that sunscreen. But it's great for tennis players and stuff like that because it doesn't run in your eyes. And And do you wear um, long sleeves like sun shirts and stuff? I do if I'm going to be out all day. Um, not usually at that. You know, when I walk Halo, it's usually like seven o'clock in the morning, and we have a um, we have sort of a canopy park that we walk in, so I don't get a Ooh, lot of direct amazing. rays. 
Yeah. Um, and we go there every morning. It's just our little routine. But the yeah, I do I do try to keep and and I sunscreen my arms too. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, but or- that's part of. If you can't find a, a canopy park, even like a, a paper umbrella that you can take with you is good. Yeah. Well, I don't, I just, I just try to do it early. And, and of course, like I said, it other times of day here, it's really hot and I don't like, yeah. I'm not yeah. a, a, a heat fan at all. So, so let's get back to the individual aging. Sure. Um mm-hmm. So where do you want to take that? What do you want to, this is your well, topic. So let us everyone, know. Everyone, you know, everyone's uh, all people that I'm going to see are going to suffer from what I call birthday aging, which is the passing of years. Chronicle, okay? Chronological so, aging. Yeah. Yeah. So chronological aging. So um, with them, there, there are two or three things that I do for clients who, that I, you know, are part of our program that regardless of whether we're treating environmental or we're treating intrinsic or birthday aging, as I call it. And one is sunscreen and making sure that they're wearing it all day, every morning. Uh, and the trick in doing this is to find one that meets their beauty needs too, because if it meets, if it feels right going on, if it's the right weight, if it works well under makeup, and then also has a decent SPF and certainly broad spectrum uh, tested protection, uh, is obviously very important, but the, I want to give people something they'll actually use and that they look forward to putting on. I, I you know, when I try to explain this to estheticians, I always say, you know, if you have a hair gel that you really like and really nothing else to you works like that hair gel or, or whatever hairstyling product you're using, and then you get caught in an airport overnight and your bags go on to Florida and you're still in, you know, in, in Washington or whatever. Uh, and you have to go down to the hotel gift shop and buy some sort of hair product. It's never the same. It's just awful. And that's what I feel like a lot of people don't like sunscreen because it feels icky and sticky and smells like pineapple if they get the wrong kind. But to get a great moisturizer, which is also, which doubles as an SPF 30, and, and the one I'm using most of the time is also loaded with ceramides, they're getting a triple whammy there, you know? And it's, it's, it feels good. Their makeup goes on well, go, you know, well over it. Uh, they, they like the texture. They like the weight. The weight of a sunscreen is very important. So these are user-friendly things. That, and it's, it's not just sunscreen. It goes throughout whatever we're using. I don't, people don't like things that feel icky and sticky. They don't like things that smell real strong. They don't like um, uh, things that feel heavy on their skin. Um, and we try to completely avoid that. So finding the right sunscreen that they feel good about wearing is really important. The second thing is um, alpha hydroxy of some sort, like I said, and and this could be substituted with a retinoid, but um, I I happen to be a big fan of alpha hydroxy. So uh, I make sure they're using an alpha hydroxy because both- Can you explain to our audience what an alpha hydroxy is? And alpha hydroxy is uh, alpha hydroxy acids are a family of acids, um, and they are they occur in nature. As a matter of fact, you have a lot of alpha hydroxies even within your body, within your cells. That there are glycolic acid is part of the Krebs cycle. 
um, you know, which is the sugar energy cycle that your individual cells go through. Um, lactic acid is what causes you to cramp when you've been walking too long or have, you haven't exercised a muscle in a while. And so, so a lot of these acids are also in your body, but we get, we derive them from, um, well, they occur in nature and things like sugarcane and uh, sour milk, but most of them come from either biofermentation or a byproduct of another chemical industry that, Honestly, they, they don't all come. A lot of people like to think they come from nature, and I, I suppose you could get them from nature, but it would be really expensive and probably pretty useless because it's the same molecule. You know, I, I like to say that they come from a plant, the chemical plant. The chemical. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, alpha hydroxy acids are also called AHAs, and right. you'll see them on um, the label usually as a glycolic acid or right. malic acid, tartaric acid, citric acid, glycolic and, acid. Glycolic and lactic are probably the two most popular. What, right. what, what, the reason I have people do them is they, they remove a lot of dead stuff on the surface of the skin. It's almost like peeling an onion. Um, it just removes that surfacey buildup of dead cells, a lot of which are stained. So if you use an alpha hydroxy, every day for about six weeks and take a before and after picture of yourself. You'll, you'll find that your things like little modeling stuff is improved. Your general color tone. You'll also look lighter if you're tan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it takes off that tip top layer of stained cells. But the main reason I have people do it is it accelerates your cell turnover and it causes your cell turnover. When you're older, your cell turnover slows down and this actually speeds it up which means that A, you're getting fresher cells to the surface faster, but more importantly, the, the sped up cell turnover rate is causing you to make more of your own ceramides, which is the filling between the cells, the interstitial filling. Um, uh, I just was looking at this book. I just got this book. I'll hold it up because I'm about to quote him. Um, no, that's not the book. Where'd the book go? I just had it. Uh, but it's a book on barrier function uh, by Dr. Peter Elias. I just got it in the mail. Oh. And Dr. Elias has something he calls the brick and mortar theory of skin. He's a, a derm at uh, UCSF. And he calls it the brick and mortar theory of skin. And the mortar is made out of ceramides. This is a fatty substance that your skin makes. And it fills the gaps between the cells. And it helps you hold on to moisture. And that as we get older, we make less of this because our cell cycle slows down. It's the cell cycle turnover that causes this to form in our skin. So we have to speed it up. And then the last thing, we, we already talked about sunscreen. We talked about hydroxys. The third thing I do to every aging skin is supplement them with ceramides, making sure that they put ceramides on their face every day along with a good hydrator like hyaluronic. Didn't we have like an that. episode on ceramides already? We've done ceramides. We've talked about Dr. Peter Elias uh, because uh, Dr. Pete has influenced both Mark and I in product development and in our teaching. I'm um, a huge believer in ceramides in terms of, yeah. and I tell my clients this, and this is a little bit of an over-exaggeration, but it, remind, it reminds them of why they're doing it. I say, when you put this sunscreen on your face, it has ceramides in it. Or when you put this moisturizer on, it has ceramides in it. And remember, ceramides kind of blow the mattress back up. 
And those words blow the mattress back up, ring home to them because they're thinking about their hydration. What I'm trying to do is explain to them their hydration elevates if they use ceramides and hydrators every day. Mm -hmm. And it really does make a big difference in the smoothness of skin. Um, and so those three, those three are universal. Then when we get into sun damage, I start thinking about a combination of peptides, um, different peptides for, or different combinations of peptides for different skin types, different lightening or brightening agents that we might want to use when someone's super pigmented. And this is when we're getting into the, the sun damaged part of the aging so if you've got somebody who's, for example, I tell the estheticians this, if, you, if you've got somebody who's 50 and a normal 50 year old skin that's not sun damaged will have some, uh, some uh, facial expression lines like nasolabial and maybe some forehead lines. They're having little minor sagging at age 50, but their skin generally, unless they're having hormonal issues too, is all gonna be still one color pretty much. So they're not going to have a lot of multiple aging, multiple uh, aging symptoms and multiple wrinkling that's not in the normal facial expression if they have stayed out of the sun. So they, you know, in other words, it'd be fine for them to have peptides that would probably, you know, get everything going a little bit better. But I, the, the, I would rather see them use something like resveratrol or something that kind of peps up the cell activity. Uh, for uh, a 50-year-old who doesn't have a lot of sun damage. And, uh, resveratrol is probably my favorite antioxidant. Um, I have it on my face right now, as a matter of fact, and I wear it. I've been wearing it probably very daily consistently for the last about 12 years. Um, and uh, I also use a lot of anti-glycation ingredients um, What's well. glycation? Glycation is... Um, when the collagen is it's sort of a bonding or a binding that happens and it causes um, the collagen to become brittle in your skin. And it, 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 when you multiply it a lot, you can see differences in your skin. So I, you well, know, it's like and it's something that's very prevalent also in diabetics yeah. because or they have so much It looks kind sugar. of like a, a wrinkled sheet on your bed. Yeah, it's right. like when your wrinkle yeah. doesn't just go one way, it looks like it has a crisscross wrinkle in it. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah. It and it's also, like it, it leaves like a, a yellow, yeah, yellow uh, surface on your skin that's not deep. I mean, you can, you can work with the acids to take it off. Yeah. So, Mark, from what I'm understanding or hearing from you, there are um, a lot of different symptoms, as you're calling them, or individual characteristics of aging. And we're not supposed to be, your idea is don't use something that, you know, just is a sledgehammer for aging, but treat mm. the individual elements of your own aging. So, well, I, right. I, I don't believe you should use something that consistently causes inflammation because inflammation causes aging Right. and you know, you're just feeding it. And I'm not saying that most of it comes from incorrect use or client compliance issues, or they're skipping a step, or you know the vicious cycle of retinoids with 
things like tretinoin and they start putting it on, they put too much and they put it too often and they don't break it in. They don't use the right hydrator with it. They don't prep their face right. Then they, then they, then they get aggravated because it's turning red and flaky and then they totally stop. And then they try it again. And guess what? Same thing happens again because they make the same mistakes. You know, I think retinoids are great as long as the client's disciplined. If the client is disciplined, I, I feel really good about them. And I, there are obviously tons of research behind them. Uh, but I think that alpha hydroxies in general are a lot more user friendly. And from a cosmetics perspective, I feel like they they do what I need them to do for that client. And we, we get the same cosmetic results. We might not get exactly the same physiological results, but we get the same cosmetic results and they're user-friendly. I have but such I think- a, I have a question about that with your, you know, your scope of practice versus what we do. You know, but- I would imagine giving somebody the most amazing skincare regimen and I'll tell them it does 10 to 15% of the improvement, but really I'll, I really, I'll, give them a peel. I want to give them all these other things that I am able to give because I'm a board certified dermatologist, but is it frustrating to not be able to do like big peels or really get their skin like to slough once and for all? Well, I do up to Jesner's. Um, and I also Which is do, what? What's Jesner's? I do a, Jesner's is a, uh, is an it's epidermal peel. It's probably the strongest peel. One of the strongest peels that estheticians do. Some of them do. I don't do TCA cause I don't feel comfortable with it. Um, but the, it's well, a, Je- it's Jesner's, a, some Jesner's have TCA in them. It's just a blend of different acids and, um, it, things that you can do and you can do TCA up to a certain, uh, a percentage as an esthetician. Mm-hmm. So you can can you in California do TCA sm- at, with a small percentage? So what five percent? I don't even remember. It's not that effective. That's why no, you but it's do blended it. within uh, yeah. Jesner, which is like different uh, percentages, and they do different blends. T- uh, Jesner PCA, the brand PCA uh, has a lot of them. Huh? I think yeah. PCA, is is a com- PCA is a company. <laughs> PCA, yes. But, PCA is a company who provides peels for estheticians. I know PCA, my girlfriend bought it, has exploded it and <laughs> yeah. then bought it from the original yeah. owner, exploded it and then sold it. So I'm very familiar oh. with PCA. Yes. Right, and, right. Um, but... Okay, so you can do peels as an esthetician. I, I assume there's layers. And you can do layers. Depends I on the estate. We can go pretty... I can't do Fraxel and I can't do... CO2 or erbium or, you know, any other types of like peeling lasers or ablative lasers. Uh, and I certainly can't do uh, a 50% TCA or whatever. Um, but I, when I get to that point, I, of course, I'm discussing this with a client all through the program. I'm not close-minded to any of those things. And I think that they are really good if the client is ready and they know what's going on. Uh, I, I I think I have fairly significant improvement in our program with a combination of the home care and and primarily AHAs, but I also AHA peels, but I also you know we also do um, other types of skincare treatments and we do LED and things like that along the way with them at home, but um, most of my clinical stuff I try to do with just product because usually I'm trying to prove something. <laughs> as opposed to something that I enhance with a lot of peels when I'm doing actual clinical studies. But yeah, I have no problem. As a matter of fact, I work with a laser whiz, a couple of laser whizzes 
um, for uh, different types of peels and things like that, that I don't have any. And, I, you know, we run into the same thing with like um, people who need telangiectasia and, and vascular lasers and things like that. Um, and hyperpigmentation that's non-responsive to other things that where they, we need to come in with something else. So I also I'm think on an aging program, me as an esthetician, like, um, first of all, you figure out what their aging issues are that most concern them. And then you put a, put them on a program that includes products, different types of facials, and where we're going to start them in this one area, right. then we're going to advance them to this. Then you might go see a derm and get a laser or some kind of treatment with a derm. Then you're going to come back to me for this and that. And you put them on this long program where they know that you, you're, you're going to get them there. Sometimes it involves sending them to a derm. And sometimes you have to be like, that's a plastic surgeon issue. you know. Mm -hmm. So you have to really know where you are and put them on a program because everybody's program is going to be different. Like this aging program is it's not universal it really is dependent on where they're getting their wrinkles if they have hyperpigmentation how deep their wrinkles are how old they are and if they've treated their skin with any products along the way if they're like really advanced in product knowledge or if they're just beginning mm -hmm. you know so i think it really is specific um on who the person is and that you know how to put them on a, the proper program than just saying, okay, this is our aging program. First, we put you on these AHAs and this retinol, and then you get this kind of facial and you need to have, everybody is never going to be the same. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the individuality of aging. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then we blend different serums and, and, and different ingredients, like a different, particularly different peptides. It's really teaching your regimen. client how to understand um, that's what I like to do. I'm sure Mark too is teaching them how to understand why they're doing it and not just throwing stuff at them and saying, this is what you need, but really teaching them how to treat their aging so that they can go home and do the right things and eat the right things and antioxidants within and like it's all within and, and, <gasps> yeah. and then the outside. Meditation and, you know, yeah, so there's stress. some people stress. Yeah. yeah putting them on. It's a, a total program. program. Totally. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that drives me nuts uh, is when people come in to see me and they say, well, my girlfriend has been using this and my mom's been using this, so they told me to use it. Well, you're aging differently than they I are. Get that so all the time. <laughs> what everybody else is using may or may not apply to you, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why you need to see an esthetician or a derm to find out what the guidance is. I have uh, clients who are friends, Julie being one of them, and her friends will come in for facials, and I'll have Julie using a product that's specifically for her face. And I then want a that friend one. will come yeah. in and be like, "Why Julie's skin looks amazing. You don't have me on that product. Why am I not on that product? <laughs> you know, and she said you gave her this. Why didn't I get that? I'm like, because you totally don't need that. You have a completely different skin. You need this, right. you know, and not that her skin looks bad. She just sees Julie and she wants what Julie's using. And so she wants the same product because, you know, so this happens all the time with people is that does. they use the wrong product. And then they'll be like, that product didn't work on me. Well, you shouldn't have used that product in the first place. 
you know, so people follow each other. But um, we have to wrap this up. And we are, uh, I do want you guys to know that uh, Mark is going to be on our show again in the future um, in a couple more episodes for sure. We're going to be talking about some acne myths with him in the future and some some ways that you can mess up your acne program. Oh, come on. We can say it live on air. What? You can fuck up your routine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You did not just say that. <laughs> I did. Bleep, bleep, but we've bleep, said bleep, it before. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> on, on my way over here to the recording, I was wa- I was listening G, to okay? a podcast, Pod uh, Pod Save America. Oh, yeah. And it's great, right? They swear all the time. But not all the time. I feel like whenever they swear, it's so poignant. It's like perfect. Yeah, the yeah. F word is placed the most perfect spot. So <laughs> right. I like it where you just placed it. Let's not fuck yeah. up our skincare routine. Right, because that's... <laughs> what we do you know we don't mess it up we don't take put it on the counter and spread it all over the place that's messing it up we fuck it up (laughs) well so yes so in the future you guys look out for mark lee's he will be back with us and um in future episodes yeah Yeah, it'll be fun thank you mark such a great thank you dr mark Mark. so fun i had such a good time thank you all okay Talk to you soon. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. This podcast is so needed in the world right now. There's so much information out there that it's hard to know who to believe and if it's right for you. We are very excited to be your guides and bring you Facially Conscious. You can find info we talked about today in our show notes and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Please subscribe, like, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps others find us. And if you have any questions or ideas, please send us an email at info at